Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sea Life Different Virtual Summit. My name is Zakir Mohammed, and I am the host of the Sea Life Different Virtual Summit. The Sea Life Different Summit was created um, by me in 2021 after pivoting from the book called Seeing Life Through a Different Lens. It was based off of a book, based off of a podcast, and now it's a summit, which also in turn will become a regular thing. I am Zakia and I have over a decade of experience of empowering women to literally see life differently. I share my story confidently as a cancer survivor of a rare childhood eye cancer. And ever since then, I've been empowering other women. I've been walking in my purpose and today is your day and your time and your time to shine. So I am going to introduce Yakutala Muhammad before we bring her on for a conversation. So. Uh, I may or may not have shared that uh, March is Women's History Month. March is also, I believe it's Nutrition, Nutritionist Month because we just had Registered Dietitian Day. And uh, it's also the launch of four-year anniversary of my own podcast, which now has over 100 episodes that talk about all of the things, nutrition, wellness, mindfulness, you name it. And so this is a complete honor to have her through all of the pivots that this event was supposed to be. Went from, um, you know, 2021 was fully virtual to it was supposed to be in person in Atlanta. And I'm literally right here in Atlanta from my sister's house in Atlanta, making this happen. Thank goodness for my sister. And uh, Yakutala is also right here based in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. So I was super excited to, if we were going to have it in person, I was going to get to hug her. So now we're going to virtually hug. Now we're going to virtually give her a hug. So let me go ahead and give. Her, um, her introduction, so you have the rundown of who she is, okay? So Yakuza Muhammad is the founder and owner of Nutrition Prescriptions, a nutrition consulting practice that specializes in recipe development and analysis, nutrition education, and women's wellness. Yakuza has almost two decades of experience in dietics, dietetics, diet, oh, sorry, <laughs> I, I always get a tongue with that. My, my childhood best friend always gets on me about this because she's an RD too. Anyways, in nutrition, and she worked with um, patients and clients to improve their health related to chronic illness, and she offers all of the things. So she helps you with healthy recipes, interactive nutrition education, and she's so powerful about and passionate about nutrition, and she's actually going to break down her story of why, why she's so passionate about it, because we just talked about that, right? Your story, what part of your story makes you choose the direction you want to go in your career. So she empowers you to learn and, and apply evidence-based nutrition to every aspect of your life, including understanding the connection between faith, health, and wellness. So without further ado, Yakutala Muhammad. Hey, greetings, everyone. How are you today? <laughs> good. How are you? Hey, happy afternoon. We're doing pretty good. We're doing pretty good. I um, uh, It's an honor and pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, we actually uh, just came from a gratitude walk um, at uh, the Bryant Baker uh, Lake uh, on McAfee. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we were talking about how important it is to uh, stay focused and consistent um, on what your goals are. Um, and my goal was to at least get three miles in today. Uh, so when we got up, we we're like, all right, we really need to get it done because we don't know what tomorrow's going to look like. Right. Um, and there's no better time than today, really. So. 
Yeah, and I love that about you, though. I love that about you because you can tell us more. But when um, I think when we first got connected on social media, you were uh, training for a marathon. I think you really enjoy the outdoor. So tell us more about that. <laughs> oh, the half marathon. Um, our first half marathon was the uh, I think it was the Big Dog Marathon in Columbus, Georgia. Um, this was back in, oh, it had to be 2000, was it 2011, 2012? Um, so yeah, that was our first marathon in Columbus. It was flat, um, but it did it require us a significant <laughs> training <laughs> and it was our first one. So um, it, it was a great experience. Uh, it, it definitely showed you uh, where you are, um, you know, what needs to be done and where you want to be. So um, it was a, a blessing and a pleasure uh, to do it with my husband. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And and I feel like since you mentioned your husband, I feel like I want to congratulate you on just you have a is he two? Two years old now? Uh he'll be two in May, yes. Two in May. Okay. Well congratulations on that. And I, I want you to find a way to just interwine your story with how did you get here to be the amazing nutritionist that you are now? Okay. Well, um I started in, in two thousand five. Um, Georgia State University, and then I uh, did a master's program um, and graduated in 2007. So uh, it was interesting because before that, uh, we lived in South Georgia. So um, our family owned about four acres of land, and my dad was a butcher um, and he was a farmer. Um, and, you know, I have, you know, great memories of really just growing up with animals and a farm and vegetables and having to be uh, a part of that process, um, even growing up. <laughs> getting out there and helping with the harvest. And it was just a very, uh, a very uh, good experience, a very different experience than, than most kids have growing up. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm grateful and, and, and blessed to have that experience. And I think that uh, definitely uh, informed, you know, my choices and some of my decision around my career path um, as a dietitian. And a lot of people don't know this, um, but my dad passed of a heart attack when I was 12 years old. Um, so, you know, seeing that um, and, you know, just wondering, wow, you know, was there something I could do or is there something, you know, I, I could do, um, you know, career wise uh, to help others. Um, so that really got me, you know, uh, thinking, I got the juices flowing about, you know, uh, being proactive and, and, and what I could really do. Um, so, yes, definitely. Um, and then, you know, growing up, um, you know, taking my career path and, and then really becoming uh, heavily involved um, with, uh, you know, not just, you know, my veteran patients, but my women veteran patients. Um, and then, you know, women in the community and seeing, um, you know, the, the gap um, and the need really not just for nutrition education, um, but for, you know, sound uh, culturally relevant, uh, relevant nutrition education um, as it relates to women, you know, uh, Muslim women, you know, uh, you know, women of color um, and, and being a source of, you know, a resource and a support um, to help them on their health and wellness journey. And I want to give you a virtual high five. Let me make sure I'm leaning. Is it that way? Is no, it it's that way. Is it that way? <laughs> <laughs> OK, there you go. High five. <laughs> and, and so that's amazing because that you've been able to take action because one of the first things that I'm thinking about is not only just in my own story as well of just knowing how prominent diabetes is, you know, diabetes can be passed down 
and actually in my own uh, family history, my grandfather, my maternal grandfather passed of, of cancer. Right? Oh, wow. And so it's like, how can, how can we continue to see nutrition differently, not just to eat, to, to nourish, but how can we really see nutrition differently? So a lot of it um, is really looking at where you're starting. Um, what are your goals? Uh, where do you want to be? And I, I ask all my clients this, right? Um, when we do, you know, intakes, we do, you know, our, our discovery uh, call. Um, I, I basically ask them, where do you want to be? What, what's one of the biggest struggles you have? What's the missing piece in your strategy, right? What do you want, really? Um, and let them fill in the blanks, right? And then that helps to inform me um, how I can better serve. Um, how I can bring, you know, resources and value um, to help solve, um, you know, the or provide a solution um, and really just looking at it, you know, as a investment, as a, a, a way of improving your overall quality of living. Um, you know, it, it's interesting because a, a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, you know, we're all going to die or none of us are going to get out of here alive. But 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 it's also uh, about the best quality of life that you can have. Right. And, and I see so many people. Yeah. You know, they're living, but it, they're not thriving. So you want to ask yourself, um, what can I do to improve my quality of life so that I can thrive? That's what I want to be. Right. That's where I want to be. I want to thrive. I want to live my best um, you know, I want to be here for my family. Um, I want to feel good when I get up in the morning. I want to be able to take a run, uh, take a stroll. You know what I mean? Um, and then looking at, you know, where do you want to be and what does that require uh, on your part? And it doesn't have to be difficult. It really doesn't have to be difficult. Um, you know, it, it's interesting because, you know, I had uh, patients you know, with diabetes, of course, um, and they all come to me and they're like, you know, I, I don't you know, want to be on insulin, you know, or I don't want to be on medication forever. Um, that's a decision you have to make. Right. That's a conscious effort. It's a conscious decision you have to make and ask yourself, what do I need to do? Right. Um, because it is possible to come off medication, but you got to want it. Right. You got to want to do the work. Right. Um, you got to know what needs to be done and then have somebody there uh, who can help uh, guide that process. Right. Yeah. And so that's what's resonating with me the most, because in, in my book, Seeing Life Through a Different Lens, um, we kind of start there. My mom, you know, started writing. Uh, first, she observed that after my radiation treatment, I just was not eating. So she actually went to an herbalist that uh, was able to find herbs, mix it in a smoothie so I don't get distracted by it, because here I am not even one year old, um, being able to start that young with herbs and, and making that intentional choice. So then it was a whole different choice. By the time I turned 18, they were like, okay, no, I am gonna choose to be, you know, 98%, you know, vegan. So what was that decision? When did you first start and how, what did you, what was that roller coaster experience like to make that decision to choose to eat healthy? I mean, it's a daily decision. You know what I mean? It, it, it's like I said, it, it's about where you want to be, how you want to feel, um, uh, identifying foods that you enjoy, foods that you like, 
Um, because one thing I'm, I'm not going to tell you is to eat a food you don't like, right? But I'm going to encourage you uh, to explore different foods. So many of us, um, you know, the exploration piece of it, like, hey, let's try different ways uh, to prepare a food or let's try uh, different foods that we haven't tried before. At least try it once to see if you like it. You know what I mean? Um, I have people say, well, I, I don't know what that is. What is that, right? Um, so I actually take them to the pro through the process of what it is. This is what it is. This is what it looks like. This is how you can prepare it. Um, try it out and see if you like it, right? Um, and then really looking at where they are as a person, right? Um, taking into consideration um, not just your, okay, what do I look like, but how do you feel, right? And what matters to you, right? Um, where do you want to be, right? Um, and then steps uh, to get you there, right? To identify specifically uh, what your nutrition strategy could look like, right? Um, so that they can actually fit you. It's not for everybody else, right? It's personalized uh, for you. So that's really uh, what we strive to do. I love that. And I'm starting to get some ideas of what, you know, the uh, the audience questions would be like, especially for those who are chronically ill, who have, for example, polycystic ovarian syndrome. And how does, how would, how did you, your story also intertwine with those who um, polycystic ovarian syndrome, any autoimmune illness, to really, once again, I feel like that's the theme, see life differently with their nutrition. <laughs> um, you know, seeing it differently, um, really surrounding uh, yourself with those who can help you see what it might look like differently, right? Um, help you explore opportunities help you explore the positives, help you explore what you can control, what you actually have control over. That's a big piece of it. Because sometimes, you know, with chronic illness, you feel like, oh, I don't have any control over anything. You know, I just have to make these doctor's appointments or, you know, they tell me to eat this, but, you know, what are my other options? Um, and, and having someone who can actually explore what those options look like, right? Who's open, who's invested um, and exploring what those options look like, right? Um, and just being able to, you know, help you, uh, you know, down that path, you know, help you explore what your nutrition strategy uh, could actually look like, right? Um, tips, you know, recipes, uh, you know, really what does that strategy look like? Um, I came up, uh, there's this uh, plan I did um, and it basically, you know, identified, you know, several foods, anti-inflammatory, you know, different foods as part of a meal plan, um, but it was interactive, right? So it's a meal plan that you get and it has like seven days, breakfast, lunch, and dinner and snacks, but then it also um, has hyperlinks on each food. So if you were to click breakfast or lunch or dinner or soup or salad or whatever, it would actually take you to other options based on, um, you know, what your um, your dietary prescription is, right? What your nutrition prescription is. Um, so, you know, vegan, uh, vegetarian, uh, you know, plant-based things like that. So it, it's really, I find that it, it really resonates with my clients because it allows them um, to see life differently. There you go. It allows them to identify additional options, right? There's no one size fits all. There's no cookie cutter uh, answer, right? And, and sometimes we have to pivot. We have to uh, kind of navigate um, based on what life throws us, right? <laughs> um, and being open uh, to the possibility, I think, is a big piece of it. Yeah, that that's what's crucial. And what's coming up for me is the YouTube gurus, right? There's so many that will go to YouTube. They want to handle it themselves. They want to watch the films, like what, what the hell. They want to, you know, subscribe to the magazine called Forks Over Knives, for example. 
but what's your honest opinion about those types of scenarios, right? The type of people who every single year, New Year's, it's New Year, the new quarter, new solstice, and they're like, I'm gonna eat healthily. I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. What is your what is your honest opinion about um, those? <laughs> I, I think the people who wanna get healthy every year, that's great. I want you to be healthy every year, right? <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and, and there's a lot of good information out there, right? Um, but you want to make sure that you align yourself uh, with information that is beneficial to you, right? Um, information that's evidence-based, information that has been vetted, right? Um, you know, information that's actually um, beneficial to you and won't be a detriment to you, right? Because there's a lot of people out there that will sell you things, right, if you're going to buy it, right? Um, but at the same time, you do have a lot of really great, um, you know, information out there. You have a, a lot of great reading materials and things like that. Um, but I think it's really interesting um, or really important that you align yourself with someone who can actually help you navigate, um, kind of navigate those waters, right? Um, so yeah, you want to be healthy every year? That's fine. You want to be healthy, but you don't want to jump off and jump on and jump off, right? You want to make sure that, yes, you're open to exploration, um, but ultimately you find something that is sustainable for you. So you're not having to jump on and off every January, right? And it becomes more uh, of a sustainable lifestyle. That's the goal, right? <laughs> you find kind of what works for you um, and you use that strategy. You can add to it, you can take from it, but you want to make sure that it is something uh, of a consistent or solid foundation, right? So I think that's that's what we look for in life. I love that. And so what, aside from your own resources, but maybe think back to when you were still um, growing into the RD that you are today, what are some of those resources that really helped you along your journey? Wow, help me explore. Um, there's a lot of resources out there. Um, I really, really loved, of course, um, the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. They have a lot of great resources, especially for uh, you know education. Um, really Diversified Dietetics um, is another organization um, that actually has uh, some really great information, uh, some really great resources, uh, especially when it comes to, you know, educating your clients um, from different backgrounds, different cultural backgrounds, um, you know, people of color. Um, so you really just want to look at what's actually out there um, and what resonates with you based on where you are in your journey, like what can you take, right? Um, from the good that's gonna benefit you um, and be willing and able to leave what does not benefit you, right? Um, and then making sure, you know, you journal it, you write about it, you really um, think about how your nutrition makes you feel, right? Um, how does it make you feel? Does it make you feel good? Does it make you not feel good? And what needs to be changed about that, right? So what does that journey look like for you? Mm -hmm. Now, speaking of journey, I, I know fitness does play a huge role. Like even for me, I think even lately, I choose to eat healthy and, and not work out. But at the same time, literally this past weekend, I was out and about, like I'm here in the and I'm out and about. And so I did both. I was moving a lot. And I ate healthy, and so I slept really, really good. I know you slept really, really good. Yeah, yeah. And so that's that's in the question. Like, although you, um, like you're the perfect example of like it, it utilize nature, be outside. But what are your tips for also those who are entrepreneurs who actually are in 
or wanting to be, they're passionate about a fitness slash health industry. What are your tips for those for those women? So you're passionate, right? The question is, what are you passionate about? Like, what aspect are you passionate about? Do you enjoy specific um, physical activity, right? Um, and then making sure that you schedule time because, you know, just like eating and nourishing your body, um, physical activity, you know, getting it in is also a form of self-care, right? There's a big discussion about self-care, right? Um, so I always approach it uh, from a standpoint of, you know, am I dedicating time to eat well? Um, am I dedicating a specific uh, time to exercise um, and making sure that I build that into my day, just just like you build everything else into your day, right? Your health and fitness can't take uh, the back burner to everything else <laughs> um, that you're doing. So it's important that you schedule that out. You block time for that, even if it's just 30 minutes to get your walk in. In the morning, okay, great. In the afternoon, okay, great. Maybe you do something in home uh, from YouTube or you hop on your bike, right? Um, or you hop on your stationary, whatever your activity might look like. You might do a morning yoga session, um, making sure that that is something that you dedicate. That's your time, right? Um, so in a, in a way, you want to make sure that you block your schedule, you claim your time for whatever that is that brings you joy, right? Um, activity, I love to run. Um, I walk around the lake. Um, it's a way to recenter, refocus, um, and then really prepare me uh, for whatever, you know, the rest of my day might look like. And I find it easier to get it done earlier in the day because you don't know what your day will bring. So really consider uh, blocking it out. Hey, this is my meeting, just like you meeting all day long, right? My meeting for me, nobody has to know what it's for. Oh, sorry, I have a standing meeting at this time. Finish in the conversation and you make sure that that's your time to dedicate to you. That's important right there, just really having the meeting for me time mm -hmm. and being able to keep that and not break that. You know, I think what happens with us as women, we will bend our hips. I would say that, not even the back, bend the hip to say, oh, well, okay, so-and-so needs me. So what have you observed, or even your own story, I want, I want you to tell you more of your story of what were the moments for you where you realized you were bending your hips and almost breaking your hips, you know, for, for others before you knew you had to prioritize yourself? Hmm. Um, when you have a kid, life hits differently. <laughs> so um, as a mom, um, asking for help, ain't nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with asking for help. Um, making sure that you build your team, you build your wellness squad. You say, Hey, uh, I need help with this being willing and able to delegate and say, you know what? Mm, I need this run this morning. I'm going to take this run this morning. Right. Um, and looking at, you know, identifying support within your team. I think that's really important. And it might not be a family member. It might be a friend. Right. Um, but knowing that if you don't fill your cup, if you don't fill your vase, um, then you can't you can't serve anybody else. How are you going to be helpful to anybody else if you can't show up, you know, feeling well, feeling your best? Right. I feel great when I get my run in. I'm like, oh, man, I can tackle the day. This is great. 
um, whatever that looks like for you, right? Um, taking the time to ask yourself, what does that look like for you? Because it might look very differently for everyone, right? Um, I remember having to reach out to my sister and said, you know, I want to run Peachtree this year. Um, in the first year after I had my baby. And I was like, dude, I'm going to run Peachtree. Uh, can you please come over and keep the baby? And she did, right? Um, but I had to plan that out. Like, know that you have to plan this stuff out. You can't just run up on it and think, oh, you know, no. Look at what your squad looks like. Look where you can ask for help and don't be shy about asking for help, right? Um, making sure that you identify what makes you feel good and doing more of it. I, I don't, I don't know how to stress it more than that. Point blank period. <laughs> now what, what maybe one recipe that, cause we all have comfort food, right? We're both, you know, Muslim women and culturally that comfort food is something called a Navy bean pie. Right. Ooh, really? Navy bean. What? I already you already know that. And 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 in a large part of our community, yeah, that could be one of them. Mm -hmm. So what's the what's another one? Uh sweet potatoes. Sweet potato pie? Sweet potato souffle, sweet potato pie, what bean pie? Yeah. I mean, you know, some good the, the navy bean soup is pretty good, and I've seen several versions of it. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Uh, comfort food, Psh, mac and cheese. With actual mac and cheese? With actual mac and cheese. I'm talking about all comfort food. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, yeah. I'm just telling you what my clients tell me what their comfort food is. Yeah. Yeah. Mac and cheese is still a winner. And still a winner. Even lately, um, you know, people have been coming to me, my own friends and family member have been coming to me about, how are you eating so healthy? What do you do? What do you do? So, I mean, I'm not an RD, obviously. That's why you're here, so I can send them over to you. But, um, you know, I would happily tell them, like, I, you know, nutritional yeast works for me, you know. I um, love nutritional yeast on popcorn. Now, so. what what is that? Maybe you can explain it. Maybe some people can answer, answer that question. I can tell them, send them to Amazon and tell them, you know. You said send them to Amazon. So nutritional yeast, um, it, it's pretty good. It, it actually tastes pretty cheesy. Um, it's actually um, very uh, high in like B vitamins, um, but basically um, it's a seasoning. Um, and some people prefer it uh, because it's a vegan option. Um, it you know it has a cheesy flavor, uh, but it's actually um, nutrient dense. So you can actually add it as a flavor to your quiche. You could add it uh, to your your popcorn. Uh, as a flavor uh, option, but it all, it's also uh, rich in B vitamins. Um, so, you know, you can get it at farmer's market, you can get it at Seven Andes. Um, you know, it, it's one of your options uh, for flavorings and it's all, and it's an alternative uh, to salt. So as we know, um, you know, hypertension is a real issue. So you want to kind of explore your uh, flavorings, your uh, spices, your herbs that you can actually flavor your foods with um, and, you know, nutritional yeast is one of them. Yeah. Okay. That makes perfect sense. And now I think we're, we're almost at the end of the conversation. And so my fun question for you, it, it, well, it's fun, but, but not fun. But if, what is your, um, what do you recommend, especially since right now we're filming this in the month of March 
and this is um, about to be the holy month. But also, it's intertwining with all of the faith right now. It's Ramadan, Lent, yep. Lent, Lent. Ramadan. So, what what is what is your recommendation for fasting? Because there's lots of ways people do it, right? So, what is your recommendation of of fasting and why people do it? I mean, people do fasting for many different reasons. People fast, and not just in the Islamic faith tradition. Uh, you know, people fast. Uh, you know, within the Catholic Church, within the Jewish community. Um, you know, uh, people at the, at the beginning of the year they do a Daniel fast. In uh, some of the uh, you know Christian communities, um, so it's many re different reasons why people fast. So my first question to you is, why are you fasting? What's your why? You know, what's your intentions behind fasting, right? Um, and let that inform you. Um, how are you going to fast? Some people fast where it's a total fast and they don't eat or drink anything. Some people fast where they fast from certain items, right? So, uh, you know, for 21 days, I'm going to cut out meat, right? So I'm actually eliminating specific items from my diet, right? Some people fast, but it's more of a juice fast. So they're not really eating solid foods. It's only, you know, plant-based. Um, so it, it's really, the question is, how do you fast? What, what's your motive uh, what's your intentions for fasting? I know in the month of Ramadan, um, it is a total fast for 29 or 30 days. Um, so you want to make sure. You know, now, not like for the entire 30 days. You know, in about what, two weeks we got? And yes, we're going to yes, be fasting yes. for 29 or 30 days. Because the way you said it, I, I know, because I know, but the way you said it was like, we fast for 30 days. You don't eat for 29 days. Yeah. But when I say a total fast, that means you're fasting from sunup to sundown. There you go. Right. So, and you eat, you have eating, you have open window hours where you're eating, you know, during your non-fasting hours at night, um, up until, you know, early morning, um, you do have a window where you're eating, right? But then it becomes important to make sure you're eating the best foods to help fuel you, right? Um, and to renew your intentions, um, because what it is, is, you know, the, the holy month of Ramadan, it's really about uh, the revelation of uh, the Quran, which is our holy book. Uh, within the faith, uh, Islamic faith tradition, um, that's what it's really about. And then through that uh, revelation, we have uh, the discipline of fasting, right? Um, so you want to look at it from not just, oh my God, I'm fasting, there's no food or drink during daylight hours, but you also want to look at it as a spiritual renewal, right? That's what it's really about. Um, you're really taking stock, uh, really asking yourself, you know, hey, where am I? Where do I want to be? Um, being mindful being reflective um, and making sure that you set your intentions about what you want to get out of the month, right? Um, and then we focus on nutrition, you know, hyd hydrating during non-fasting hours and things like that. Um, but it's really a, a point uh, and an opportunity uh, for a spiritual reset. That's really what it is. And people say, oh, I want this I want this Ramadan vibe to last for the whole year after my 29 or 30 days. I want to continue this because it's such a blessed time. It's such a blessed month. Right. We get so much out of it um, and it, it allows us to focus more. We're not eating during the daylight hours. So what are you focusing on? That's the question. What are you getting out of it? How are you being more mindful, um, you know, focused and centered and, and really uh, benefiting from the month? Mm, I love that. And it was, what's also coming up for me is that's true. Like you spend less time trying to figure out what am I going to cook? <laughs> what am I going to eat? What am I going to cook? And that's reminded me of, I had a, a godmother um, who we always admired her, her health goals was one, uh, she was truly holistic to the point where 
she actually chose a raw food diet. Now, I didn't, I didn't really get to get into the nitty gritties of like, how did that happen? But what, of course, this is another one of those diets. And have you tried it? And what do you recommend for those who prefer raw food diet? Uh, I recommend you ask yourself why you're doing it. Number mm -hmm. one, I always ask intentions. Um, I ask your why. Um, I ask, what are you getting out of it? Like, what prompted you to do it? Some people have a health scare or, you know, I just want to include more, you know, raw foods into my diet. I want to eat more, uh, you know, fruits and vegetables and things like that. Um, what's your philosophy? Like some people have a specific, you know, vegan philosophy, right? I'm going to be vegan. Um, but that takes time and preparation and you uh, really honing in and being passionate about your why. Right. Um, you know, I love raw foods, um, but my diet is not uh, pre my diet is not totally raw. Right. Um, so, I, again, um, I think it's important to realize that it's not cookie cutter. It's based on what you want to get out of it. it. It's based on your overall health and wellness goals. Right. Um, and then making sure that you're preparing um, appropriately. You know what I mean? Because sometimes we get in it and we say, oh yeah, this sounds like a great idea. But then you actually test it out and you're like, you step back and say, hmm, this might take a little more preparation on my part, or uh, I might need to do a little more research and see how I can actually get all the vitamins and minerals that I need, right? How can I plan accordingly to make sure if I'm going to do plant-based or eating raw, um, whatever your dietary philosophy or nutrition strategy is, that you're preparing accordingly um, to support your overall health and wellness and not just because, oh, such and such is doing it, right? Um, you have to examine your why and making sure uh, or ensuring that you're getting everything that you need um, and reach out for support because there are people that are doing very well, right? Um, you know, professionals, um, reach out, make sure you have a member uh, on your team that can help uh, prepare, prepare you and inform uh, those decisions so that you can be successful uh, in whatever program that you undertake. Mm -hmm. Got it. And one last question that the audience is, is, is asking is, what about meal prepping? Yay, meal prep. Um, meal prep is great. Um, it's funny because I, I was just talking to a client uh, the other day about meal prepping and say, yeah, we love to meal prep. It's great, but you have to be open-minded, <laughs> right? Uh, some people don't like to eat the same thing for five days. Some people say that's unrealistic, right? I'm not going to eat the same thing for five days. Um, so you want to ask yourself, um, what am I meal prepping? What do my recipes look like? Um, do I have a plan when I actually go to the grocery store? How long am I doing this? Right. Um, so that you, when you do bring those foods home, you know exactly uh, what recipes are going into and you can reduce food waste. Right. Um, yeah. You can do more plant-based. That's great. But identify if you are going to uh, do meal prep, um, how am I prepping it? Is my kit, does my kitchen have what I need? Um, do I have the uh, supplies and appliances that I need to meal prep? Um, and then identifying foods that you're actually going to eat and that it's not going to go, you know, raw or it's not going to go uh, bad or you have to throw it uh, in the trash can. Um, you want to definitely make sure that you're identifying for how many days you're going to meal prep, what type of meal so that when you go grocery shopping, you have a very specific plan. Right. It does. Uh, it takes time. Um, it takes um, focus. Um, but it doesn't, uh, it's not impossible, right? It's very doable. You just have to have a strategy going into it. I think that's the biggest piece of it. And I meal prep uh, during the week. It's just easier to have a theme to know when Tuesday comes, just what we're eating. 
when Friday comes, this is what we're eating. <laughs> it just makes it overall easier to help streamline that process, um, especially in, in a month like Ramadan. So I'm not thinking every single day, what am I cooking? No, mm -mm, that first week is already, we know A, B, C, D. This is what we're doing. It's already planned out. I'm not spending hours in the kitchen. If it's not 30 minutes or less, it's a wrap because I have other things I need to do, right? Um, I need to focus on you know, my schedule. I need to focus on my worship. I need to focus on my family. Um, so if I can streamline uh, the you know, nutrition and the, the meal planning part of it, um, that actually helps me uh, overall because that's less time that I'm spending in the kitchen. So, and we talked all about this in our Taste of Faith uh, class. We did a, a four week and next week is our last week. Um, a four-week uh, Ramadan prep uh, is called a taste of faith, and we talk about you know meal prep and you know prayers and everything about Ramadan uh, as we welcome Ramadan, and, and the ladies are really getting a kick out of it. <laughs> Some of the resources uh, that we shared. So I love that, and this this is actually a really good conversation because there's so many people struggling right now, especially with going to the grocery store without a plan. Um, and then next thing I you know, they're just, they're cheating, they're, they're cheating themselves. <laughs> so, they're cheating and they're upset and they're frustrated because they're like, you know yeah. what, forget it. Just order Grubhub. Forget it. Throw it in, throw in the towel. <laughs> Cause we didn't yeah. prepare for it. Right. <laughs> Some of us don't make a, a shopping list when we go grocery shopping. So we shop and impulse items and, you know, stuff we don't have a, a recipe for. And then we get home and we're looking at it until it's, until it spoils on the table. Right. Um, so yeah, a plan yeah. is a yeah, that's super important. And I'm reminded when I grew growing up, um, my mom actually introduced me to reading labels. Like my um, some people don't even like going to the grocery shopping with me because I'm gonna take a look at everything. Everything. I'm gonna look at the labels. I'm gonna look at if it's truly organic. I'm gonna look at all of the things. And so what is a way for people to see differently? Like if they're around people who are like that, what is the way to have people, you know, see differently around that? About okay. reading labels? So yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, a lot of a lot of the the label reading process, of course, you know, when you read a label, you're looking for what saturated fat, cholesterol. You're reading your ingredients. Um, you're looking for fiber, protein. There, there's a lot on that nutrition facts label, right? Um, so, I mean, the, the biggest thing is, of course. Um, really, when you approach it, you're looking at, hey, how can I reduce things like saturated fats, uh, added sugars, um, and my sodium? Those are big ones, right? Um, so you're really just looking at how to streamline that process. Um, what do I need? Like, do I need to reduce sodium? Do I have hypertension? Um, do I need to increase protein, right? And what are some of the higher protein foods that I can include in my diet, right? What are we looking for? Um, and, and not make it, you know, super difficult. It really doesn't have to be difficult. It just has to be something that you put in place and that you keep it or you form it as a habit, right? Um, so we're looking at, yeah, okay, uh, salt, sodium, fat, uh, you know, fiber. How can I improve my fiber intake? A lot of us don't get 28 to 35 grams of fiber. Uh, for the most part. So how can I increase fiber just step by step, you know, portion by portion as I plan my meals, right? Um, so looking at that. So it really just depends, again, on what your nutrition strategy is. What are you trying to get out of it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, I think I'm, I'm asking for me now because I have polycystic ovarian syndrome. And the minute you mentioned the word fiber, um, I thought about how Literally, like you said, if I don't have enough of that fiber, I don't have bowel movement. You will <laughs> not have, have bowel, bowel movement. <laughs> yeah. That's not nice. 
No, it's not. And and I too realized that if I don't have if I don't have a bowel movement that day, I'm more tired, I'm more cranky, I'm more irritable. And I think that's the most important thing of like um what what's one thing for people to keep in mind when it comes to I think bowel. I think bowel movement. Bowel health, health is really important. Uh, gut yeah. health really important. Making sure, uh, you know, are we being active? Are we getting enough fiber in our diet? Are we staying hydrated well enough? Those are uh, three things that actually contribute um, significantly uh, to your bowel health, and making sure uh, that you're not constipated. Making sure that you're having regular bowel movements. Right. Um, that's really important. Um, looking at the importance, uh, and someone mentioned the importance, of course, impact uh, on our mental health, and I actually have resources around that, um, really just looking at the importance um, of eating certain foods that actually help positively impact um, our mental health, right? Um, we, we all know the importance of antioxidants, uh, especially for in, in your condition or, or your case with the PCOS, um, specifically what's recommended is anti-inflammatory. And what that boils down to um, is less processed foods. So somebody mentioned, you know, shopping on the outskirts of the grocery store. Some people don't shop at grocery stores. Some people shop at uh, farmer's markets, right? Um, I think the key point to drive home um, is to include more plant-based options in your diet, right? Making sure that you are, uh, again, limiting the amount of uh, ultra-processed foods, um, the excessive amounts of added sugars and salts and fats um, to really get back to the basics um, of eating well and what that looks like. Whether you shop at a grocery store or, you know, you're at a farmer's market or you order for delivery online, right? Um, having that core uh, having that foundation um, of what your nutrition strategy is going to look like. Mm. Now, I'm thinking about our family members that have diabetes, have passed from diabetes, have passed from heart heart attack, and especially in the Black community. Like, also, that partially, you know, for those who don't know about polycystic ovarian syndrome, a lot of times there's different kinds of polycystic ovarian syndrome, and one of them can actually have you borderline diabetic. And so I'm really thinking about if you could just say it in layman terms of really the impact of sugar in our bodies and how how that affects all of us. Hmm, excessive amounts of sugar and where the sugar comes from, right? Again, back to reading your labels. How do you know how much you're eating? right? Read your labels. A lot of things have added sugars, right? So when we're looking at overall, we're looking at how much sugar is in our foods. Your, your sugar impacts everything from um, your blood glucose levels, uh, your weight, okay? Uh, inflammation. There, there's so many different things that if you're looking at excessive amounts um, of added sugar or consuming excessive amounts of added sugar um, can actually impact, you know, overall health, right? So we're not talking about, oh, I had a little fun size uh, candy bar. We're talking about overall every day when we eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner and beverages really take stock in how much sugar that you're taking in, right? Um, I, I teach a food as medicine class and they said uh, that the average uh, annual intake for sugar uh, for the standard American diet uh, for Americans is 152 pounds. That's a lot of sugar, right? Um, so you have to look at where is that coming from? Um, 
how are we getting it? And then can I be more informed as a consumer um, as far as what steps to take to limit uh, the added uh, sugar consumption, right? Um, and, and that's really in our beverages uh, and snacks and, and, you know, cakes and things like that. Um, and some condiments, it depends on, you know, what you're cooking with um, and really just being more mindful about where that added sugar comes in um, and make a concerted effort to really reduce the added sugar. And we're not talking about, you know, sugar from fruit, naturally occurring fruit. We're talking about added sugars, right? Um, refined processed foods. That's what we're looking at specifically, because that's where the majority of it will come from. That's super helpful. And that was a lot of great information. Now I'm just like, y'all, y'all need to go work with it like ASAP. So how can people find you on social media first and foremost? And um, what are you offering the uh, listeners to work with you? Okay, and great. Um, you know, it, it's interesting because I had, uh, you know, a, a, a few offers, but um, really just resonating uh, with my clients and, and what they're telling me, uh, what they want to see really. Um, one is a Nutrition nutrition Foundation's um, annual membership. Um, and that's basically, uh, you work with me for a year um, and we basically really look at what your nutrition strategy is going to look like. Um, some programming throughout the year that's included with your membership, um, you know, checking in with me uh, once a month. Um, and then some people just want, you know, hey, I need the information. Um, and then, you know, we can check in and kind of see how you do. I have some people come and there's like, you know, I'm working with my doctor. I get referrals from the doctor and they really just want to really get um, their nutrition streamlined, especially if they if they're pre-diabetic or new onset uh, diabetic. Uh, they actually want to take an initiative and say, hey, um, I want to really prevent trying to get on, you know, trying to be on insulin or if I'm on insulin, try to come off. And that's where the nutrition uh, therapy uh, piece comes in. And we work with them, um, you know, every month um, until we can really uh, work on getting their A1C down. So, you know, you can find me on Facebook, you can find me on Instagram. Um, and, and I like the process uh, that we do um, when we have our clients, we actually, uh, you know, sit down with them and, and talk to them about their why um, and really dig deep on where they want to go from, you know, their current status um, and then build a plan specifically for them so that they can get the results uh, that they want to achieve. Great. Super helpful. And so, um, all the, the links are going to actually be in a comment in the comment section and um, in, in an email as well. So this is really, really good. Now, to wrap things up, like really, really wrap things up, thank you so much, Akushala. So my final, 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 final question is, what do you want your legacy to be? What do I want my legacy to be? That's funny. Um, people say uh, they want to leave wealth for their family. They want to leave wealth, 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 right? Um, that's great. Our community needs wealth. Um, but our community also needs health. Right. Um, so a, a lot of times, um, you know, it, it would be awesome um, to have, especially, you know, I have a kid now. Right. Um, to pass down that health, that legacy of health. Right. Um, generational health. How about that? Um, where the, the people that come after you um, are not plagued. Right. Um, with what you had to go through, whether it's diabetes or heart disease and things like that. Um, and they, they look at it from a perspective of prevention and not, oh my God, I have diabetes, now what do I do, right? Um, generational health, looking at how can I prevent this in the first place, right? And being more preactive, uh, top of mind um, from the onset 
right? Um, and, and how can I be better? How can I prevent this from happening? How can I uh, take a concerted effort to take my life, right? Um, and be uh, more proactive in how I want my life to be instead of being reactive and saying, oh, well, now that I'm dealing with this, let me go see what I can do. Okay, now that you're dealing with it, you can go see what you can do. Um, but as a community, really approaching it uh, from, from a preventative standpoint, right? Um, and being able to include that um, in your process, include that in your community activities, whether it's, you know, eating better, um, you know, exercising, including that as part of family activities, um, whether you're at the church or the mosque or the synagogue, um, including things like, hey, races, hey, there's a race or a run coming up or, you know, things like that in our community fall activities or whatever it may be, um, really looking at how can we uh, shift the focus uh, to look more at um, improving our health and wellness as a community, right, um, and being a part of that legacy. So that's what I want to be a part of. So that when we have the, all this uh, all this uh, money, <laughs> we can actually enjoy it, right? Because we're not um, necessarily on you know dialysis three or four days a week, right? We're actually able to get out and enjoy life and contribute yes. to our community, right? Yes. So that's what I that's what I want the legacy to be. Here's to seeing life differently, eating differently, and hydrating, moving differently, being different, right? Yes. It's all good. That's what we Absolutely. want to be. Absolutely. And if no one else got anything else from your conversation, would be one sentence in one sentence. What do you want them to take action on? Ask yourself where you want to be. Ask yourself what do you want to change about your current uh, health and wellness? Like what one thing do you want to change? Right. Um, be realistic. Write it out. Write it as a goal that you want to achieve. Right. Um, and then align yourself with like-minded people who can help get you there, right? A coach, a professional um, that can help you realize uh, your goal. I love that. Thank you, Yakutala.